Hi everyone, and welcome to the Dance Teacher Pep Talk. I am your host, Amanda, and I am so glad you are here. This is a space for dance teachers and anyone interested in teaching dance who is looking for motivation and fresh ideas. As teachers, we spend our days motivating and giving pep talks to our students. And now this podcast is a pep talk just for you. We hope that it helps to ignite new ideas and even work through some deep dance-related thoughts before you head into the studio. Thank you for your support, and now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Dance Teacher Pep Talk. I hope that your day is off to a great start, and I'm so glad that you're including Dance Teacher Pep Talk podcast in your day. We are starting off our once a week podcasts this week. And so this is gonna be the only episode that comes out this week. But just a reminder, if you're looking for more content to provide inspiration or motivation in your week, I highly recommend following us on Instagram at Dance Teacher Pep Talk because I share insights there tips for the classroom, and lots of different things. So definitely make sure you're following us there. Um, But today's episode is going to be a really fun one and also one that's really close to my heart because I love to read. And if you don't love reading, that's okay. Maybe this episode will inspire you to pick up some of these books. And if you do love to read, maybe you've either heard of these books, maybe you've read them, or maybe it'll bring a nice reminder of what these books are about, or maybe persuade you to pick it up and read it. So as I mentioned before, I'm an avid reader. I love reading. It's definitely been a big love for me all through my life. I just completely can get so consumed in books. I definitely prefer fiction over nonfiction. However, today's books that I'm going to be sharing mainly are nonfiction. And the reason for that is because they're sort of to help us within our dance teaching life. So the episode's title is five books that will change your dance teaching life. And honestly, I feel like it would also change just your life as a human. But I just happen to say dance teaching life because this is a podcast geared for dance teachers. Now, I definitely have way more than five book recommendations, but I thought five would be a good place to start. And I also thought that if this becomes a popular episode style, I may share more books in the future too, because I just think it's such a nice add to our lives and also to what we bring into our dance classroom. Because something I talk about a lot here on the podcast is bringing the life into our classroom and bringing experience into our classroom. And a lot of that can even come from the books that we're reading. So, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in our episode about self-doubt and also in my burnout was doing continuing education. And continuing education helps us to feed our knowledge, but also helps to bring inspiring ideas. But other than continuing education, something that you can do that's a lot less expensive is picking up a new book. And there are so many great apps out there now, too, if you like have a library card and maybe you just want to see if you can get the ebook version through your library card and therefore you're not even spending any money. And so there are so many ways that we can find information and it's accessible right at our fingertips with our phones. I am definitely the type of person, though, that prefers the like hard copy book 
in hand, something about physically turning the pages that I particularly love. However, I have found ebooks have been a lot easier in my life as a mother to a younger child because, you know, getting time to read is like a little bit here, a little bit there, and sometimes I find that I'm reading more at night and then sometimes an ebook is easier. So, However you love reading or bring it into your life, it's just a beautiful addition to the content that you're consuming, and it can be inspiring. It can take you to another world. You know, that's that's the beauty of fiction for me. Like, when I read a good fiction, it really allows me to, like, escape wherever I am and just to really, like, be immersed in the book. So that's why I love fiction. And nonfiction also gives that inspiring boost to give me that information that maybe I'm needing. And so today's episode, I am going to break it down into five categories. So the five books I'm talking about, they're not all within the same category. And so the categories are teaching aids, dance, daily reader, inspirational slash self-help, and children's. So those are the five different categories, and I picked one book for each. And like I said, if this is popular... And honestly, even if it's not, I might do another episode like this just because it brings me a lot of joy. And so therefore, I hope it is bringing somebody else some joy as well. So before we get into the books, I do want to mention, you know, in the past, in other episodes, I've mentioned how impactful books have been for me in my dance teaching career. I think that, you know, taking different ideas from books has helped me to really like grow my creativity. So I have done so many dances based on books and also based on concepts within books, because if it's like a nonfiction book, I might not be able to like there's not like character development or anything like that. It's just a topic. Um, But when it comes to nonfiction, there are concepts within it that I can bring to life through movement. And I have found it has really grown my creativity. So let's get into the categories. So first up, we have teaching aids. Now I have shared this book on our Instagram before, and this is another reason to follow because I do share my best and favorite resources as a dance teacher. And so the book I'm talking about for a teaching aid is Dance Imagery for Technique and Performance by Eric Franklin. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Franklin Method, I highly recommend you checking it out because it's wonderful not just for contemporary, but also for all styles of dance because it's about functional movement, it's about safe movement, uh, conditioning practices, and more. It's just a really beautiful method, and I've used Franklin Method um, in my classes quite often, specifically my contemporary class. So I have taken Franklin workshops specifically for Pilates, but I have used that information within my classroom. And one of the exercises that I love doing is um, the Franklin warm-up and, or it's a, a portion of a warm-up exercise that the Franklin method does. And it's so great because my dancers love it. And they honestly, they use it backstage sometimes at competition as a tool to help them get into their bodies and out of their minds because, you know, backstage at competition where nerves are running high, you know, we're excited. We have that like little bit of like stage jitters. So uh, the Franklin warm-up that I in- have introduced in my class is something that they use to not only like get their bodies ready, but also to get their minds ready as well. So the book, the book doesn't have anything to do with the warm-up. That was kind of a side tangent about Franklin Method. But Eric Franklin and the Franklin Method is just such a great addition, I think, to 
dance training. There are two other books that he's written that I have not read, so I can't really speak on that. However, they look really good. One is Dynamic Alignment Through Imagery, and the other book is Conditioning for Dance. So like I said, I haven't read those books. I've read the Dance Imagery book, and I've taken Franklin Workshops, so that's how I can speak on it from that point. But what I love about the book Dance Imagery for Technique and Performance is that You know, when we think about cueing in dance, imagery is such a helpful and huge part of that. And regardless of your age, okay, so as a dance teacher, I mean, I've taught dance and Pilates from ages now two and a half all the way into 70s and 80s. And it doesn't matter your age. Everyone that I've taught really seems to you know, respond well to imagery. And I think it's just because, you know, when we put an image in our head, it like really helps us to associate the movement. And you can also cater your images to the age level. And this book is full of ideas on different imagery. I mean, there's a section of the book that's all about imagery for improv. There's a section on imagery for technique another one for imagery for performance, and and more. And so for me, I know that I love dancing with imagery. I feel like it makes it even more beautiful than it already is. But I love teaching with imagery because it really helps us to understand more. I mean, think, think on it. If you had to pick some of your favorite teaching cues, are there images in those cues? And also thinking about when you do use image cues, do your students retain the cue or the correction better? Do do we find a deeper level of understanding within that image? Like for example, um, when doing plies with elementary age students, telling them, okay, we're here in our first position. We are the slice of bread going down into the toaster. We don't want to hit either side of the toaster because we'll get burnt. That helps us to keep that nice long spine, our neutral pelvis, so that we're not tilting backwards and like you know, burning ourselves on the toaster or whatnot. Or when we're stretching, we're painting a rainbow across the sky and coming back up and painting it the other way. It sounds so much better than, okay, reach your arm up, bring it over to the side, lift the other arm over your head and return. And it creates a more lasting image and a beautiful picture for them. So even, you know, with your older dancers too, like you might not use the rainbow image, maybe you'll use something different, but there, I, I strongly feel that the images that we connect help us to connect movement deeper and retain longer. And I've seen that true for all ages that I've taught. So that is a great book. I highly, highly recommend it. If you're looking to add more imagery or just, you know, expand your repertoire of imagery ideas in your classroom, and it can be used in all dance subjects. And that's why I love that. And also maybe check out the other books too by Eric Franklin. Even though I can't particularly speak on those, I know how much that other book has really inspired me through my dancing career. All right, let's move into dance books. Now, this is a book that came out in 2018, so it is a little bit older. And the reason why I wanted to bring this one in here, actually, all of these books are old. Like, I don't think any of them are new, all, all of these ones, is because sometimes we hear about a book and we're like, ooh, that sounds really good. And we, like, write it down or something, and then years go by and we're like, oh, my gosh, I never read that book. So this is one that I put on here because maybe this was a book you heard of and you thought sounded interesting but never got the chance to read, and maybe this is that reminder for you. So the dance book that I recommend in today's episode is 
A Unicorn in a World of Donkeys, A Guide to Life for All the Exceptional, Excellent Misfits Out There by Mia Michaels. And so I love Mia Michaels. I remember my first introduction to her style and her work was like at a NYCDA convention in, oh God, I don't know if it was like the late 90s or it must have been the late 90s or the early 2000s or something. Um, but I was really like taken by her work. And then when So You Think You Can Dance came out, I was just blown away by her pieces. It really moved me to see where my creativity could go. It got me to this place where, you know, I finally saw what dance could be. It showed me how to take movement, not necessarily technique, even though it's full of technique, but movement itself and where can that movement go and grow to. It just absolutely changed my mind and trajectory of where I saw choreography going for myself. And so when her book came out in 2018, I was so quick to grab it because I just loved Mia Michaels' work and I just wanted to know more about her. So this book about, like I said, the exceptional, excellent misfits out there. I thought it was such an easy book to read. It completely just totally flowed together. I don't think that it's just a dance book. I would consider it a life lesson book. And I just loved hearing more about Mia's journey and her outlook. It's kind of has this premise of, you know, one side of things where it's people pleasing, fitting in, conforming, rule following, and how that is not the necessary path. And instead, as the unicorn, you can shine, you can forge your own path. It's it's so interesting, too, because it kind of shows you that following the rules doesn't always get you the results that you're wanting. It also really goes through the idea of everybody's journey is going to take them through their life path in different ways. And so by listening to your heart and trusting your gut instinct and knowing that you are doing what you are wanting to, even if it's not necessarily what someone is wanting you to do for yourself can lead you to a beautiful life, a beautiful unicorn life. And the book really got me thinking about what does creativity mean to me? And it really got me thinking too about where do I allow what people think of my work or perceptions that I feel around that? How does that dictate the work that I do? And that was a huge, huge change for me because when I started off, I definitely think I was choreographing too a standard. Like I was an unwritten standard. Like this is what is expected. This is what everybody's doing. I got to do this type of thing. And it didn't really allow me to find the creativity that I had within myself. And so this book was really great for me to get out of my head and show me where I was creating for other people and not for myself. And it also helped me to step back to show that any type of movement that we're bringing into the works that we're doing is special when it comes from our heart. And it doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing. In fact, sometimes that is the best piece of all when we are not conforming to the things that we see around us. And the book also has some like fun quizzes and, you know, like things like that to kind of like show you how much of a unicorn you are or you know, or how much of a donkey you are. And so it kind of, you know, it it was fun. It was engaging. It was such a fast read. I honestly have suggested this book to students of mine as well who are forging their own creative paths because I just want them to, you know, have that feeling too that like if they have a path in mind or if they have ideas in mind, it's okay to go for them. And we don't need the approval of others for us to forge that path. 
So I love, love that book. Definitely recommend that as today's dance category book. All right. Now, shifting gears a little bit, those first two books were specifically related to dance, but this one is not. And so this is a daily reader. Now, I have so many of these. I love a daily reader. There is something about it that just, it sets the tone for my day. It's something to think about. It's something to, you know, connect to in the morning. And I love them so much. I honestly, if I wrote a book, I would want to write a daily reader. It's like, it's on my list of things to do is write a daily reader. (laughs) So maybe someday. Um, But there are so many daily readers out there. Some people call them devotionals. I will say that, you know, if you're looking, sometimes you, you know, you may want to look for like a non-denominational reader or a denominational reader, like whatever's your like particular passion. The daily readers that I'm going to share are more so on like the self-inspirational type of journey, daily readers. And yeah, there are so many out there but I definitely recommend them. So the one that I'm recommending today, and I'll be recommending more in the future, but the one I'm recommending today is The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. The subtitle is Having the Life You Want by Being Present to the Life You Have. A little background on this, but Mark Nepo is a cancer survivor, and he wrote this book to reclaim life, connect to self, and take life each day at a time. In this book, he really goes into how to find the beauty in life despite the hardships you face. Now, I was first introduced to this book during a yoga class. It was during Shavasana at the end, and the teacher read a passage from the Book of Awakening. I was so completely moved by it. Like, it was one of the most incredible, like, Shavasana experiences of my life. And it moved me so much that I actually created a dance piece based on it. And if you have this book or if you've read this book, the passage is, I believe it's July 4th. I'm pretty sure it's the 4th of July passage, but it's called Here Versus There. And it's basically all about, it has a grass is greener type of tendency. So like looking, it has to do with a lake though, like sitting on one side of the lake and looking across and, you know, seeing like the water shimmer and glimmer on the other side and wanting so much to get over there. And then once you do get over there, you're looking back at the same beach you were sitting on and you see that the same shimmer and glimmer is on the other side type of thing. So, I mean, it kind of has that feel. I'm definitely paraphrasing it and it's way more beautiful when you actually read it. Um, But for the daily reader, there is a passage for each day. And with this particular book, there's also a recommended meditation or a recommended like action that you may do in part with the passage of the day. For the most part, I would say like this daily reader tends to have like more of a nature theme to it or there's there's a lot of different passages that have to do with nature. It always sets the tone for my day. And this book changed my year completely when I read it. So actually what happened was I had gone to that yoga class with my best friend. And at the end, I was like, wow, that was like mind blowing. And she was like, have you heard of the Book of Awakening? And I hadn't. And she actually sent it to me as a gift. And it was so special. Like that day I started, I I read through it the whole 365 days of it. And it, like I said, it changed my year completely so much so that I have given it out as gifts. I think like maybe five times now to just different people, very important people to me in my life who I feel like it has changed my life so much that maybe it will help them as well. So that is, it's just a beautiful book and I absolutely love it. 
Now, kind of on a similar tone, we're going to move into inspiration slash self-help. Now, I have so many of these. This was so hard to pick just one for today's podcast, but I know, or today's episode, um, but I know that I will definitely be sharing more. So the book that I'm going to be sharing today is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And she also has another book that's You Can Heal Your Body by Louise Hay. But I would recommend reading the life one first and then reading the body one if you felt moved by it. So I had picked up this book when I was, you know, faced with injury and some difficulty. I'll say like, yeah, maybe sort of around my burnout time. I don't know. And this book is so empowering. It's such a quick read. I feel like I read it like in two days or something. It was such a quick read. But it basically kind of goes into like the notion of, well, on the body side of it, it kind of goes into the notion of like how the body remembers or how like the body holds trauma. It's almost like the body records and stores things that are emotionally too large for us to carry. So it comes up in other places. And so in the book, she also talks about how like disease is dis ease and how it can like create and form within our body based on things that we're harboring or holding and so it's it's such an empowering uplifting book it really shows us that we can heal with the power of the thoughts and redirection of emotions or processing that we have there are different categories within the book such as relationships work the body etc but it just really goes into how powerful the connection is between the mind and body And you know that I've been super, you know, about mindfulness on this podcast. I really strongly believe in it. And it's something that I try to practice every day. And I do feel like I've noticed a shift in my energy. Even if I'm not seeing immediate change in myself, I notice a shift in my energy and what comes out of me, like my auric field, if you will, the energy that is around me and how that then feeds into my students' energy in the classroom or other people that I see during the day. And so I've done a lot of work around this myself personally, and I just, I completely see how powerful the connection is. She talks in the book about how limiting thoughts and beliefs transform to disease, which I said before. In the book, there's definitely a lot of recommended affirmations and more and just ways to work through things. And I just think it's a really important book to read because as dance teachers, we do suffer from physical ailments from time to time. And whether it's injury or not, sometimes that injury happens because there was a weakness in the body prior to it. And maybe that weakness is tied to something else. Maybe it's tied to some other type of emotion that you're harboring or things that you're going through. And in a passionate career, you know, we hold on to a lot. We feel a lot. We give a lot. And so I think it's just a beautiful book about how to live more connected with our body and mind and to be more aware of that. As dancers, our bodies are tool. And I'm always finding ways to give back to mine, both physically and mentally. I want to take good care of my tool. And I want to be able to have that longevity in, for what I love to do. So I definitely recommend that book. And again, I do recommend reading the life one first and then the body one. Because it's just the body one is like, it's kind of broken down into like different ailments or things. And then what might be going on with those ailments. Okay, lastly, but certainly not least, 
This is my children's book recommendation. And if you know me, you already know what book I'm going to say right now because I had to put it on the first episode of this type of series because it is my favorite. So the children's book that I love is The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I definitely did not pronounce that right, so I'm very sorry about that. Um, But this was a book that had such a massive impact on my life. And it wasn't just me. I feel like my sister, my best friend, they absolutely adore it too, to the point that it is something now as mothers, we have shared these gifts of the little prince to our children in the hopes that one day they will get to see the beauty in it too. So we, you know, the stories, the coloring books, the just different things, you know, there's a lot of little prints in our life even still. And so I first was introduced um, to the little prints actually in Spanish. We read it in Spanish and in high school. And I was so, it was almost like more beautiful because it kind of comes back to the imagery thing, breaking the language down, reading through it and just, you know, seeing it through a different light, a different language other than one that I was, you know, used to really, made me explore and dissect the book a lot more. But it has been such an impactful book. I even made a dance about it. And I will say, you're like, okay, you make a lot of dances about books. But it's the most impactful pieces I feel that I've made have had some type of book reference to them. And so though this book is marketed as a children's book, I feel the story is actually really for adults or for like young adults adults and younger adults, because it reminds us of the most important life lessons that we as adults through the years have forgotten. It kind of brings us back to childlike wonder. And as teachers to young children, I think this is so, so important because we can't forget what it's like to play. We can't forget what it's like to wonder. We can't forget what it's like to experience magic or to think that magic is real. And as dance teachers, we can create the most beautiful classroom environment and setting when we hold on to that childlike wonder as we set up our spaces. So I think... It is just such an important book. You know, in the story, the little prince does travel to like many different planets and places, and each place holds an incredible lesson. And so I just want to share a couple of my favorite quotes. I I couldn't even, it's so hard to pick, but I wanted to pick some of my favorite quotes and lessons because maybe it will leave you feeling impacted today. So here we go. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly what is essential is invisible to the eye. All grown-ups were once children, but only few of them remember it. The most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched. They are felt with the heart. People where you live grow 5,000 roses in one garden, yet they don't find what they are looking for. You become responsible forever for what you have tamed. So if you can get any idea out of those quotes, so impactful, so beautiful, so just so beautifully written. All in all, I think it's one of the best books ever written because it's a reminder of what is truly important. And it's written in the perspective of being a child's or children's book. And yet 
it's one of the the biggest lessons I think that we have as adults is how to reconnect to our inner child and, you know, to have that and to take life as this beautiful and fun experience. And yeah, we take things seriously a lot. And there's a lot of things that, you know, may bring us hardships in our life and things like that, but just to never forget the wonder. So I hope that you enjoyed my little mini book reviews of the five books that I feel will change and impact your dance teaching and your human life in general. I will put the titles in the show notes so that you, if you want to search for them, you can just find them, all that information over in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you want more book recommendations, because I have so many, um, you can always send me a DM over at Dance Teacher Pep Talk on Instagram. And I really hope that this episode resonated with you. If you feel called to share it with a friend or colleague, I would so appreciate that and don't forget to follow us on the podcast platform you listen to most so that you won't miss an episode because now we're only doing one episode per week so i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day thank you so much for listening and we'll talk next week